But I'm uh, honored to say that uh, we got the man of the moment, Mr. John Claggett, the big boss over at Trans Am. Uh, Johnny, if you're not careful, you're going to have a really successful race series on your hands. Well, John, <laughs> I, I, I'll slow down then. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's, it's just amazing. I, I mean, from when I was at Coda two years ago, I mean, I knew the, the health of the series with what you and Tony have done was, is, you know, in really good shape and really moving quickly. But, I mean, uh, Nashville, you had a, a huge amount of cars on a track that was literally you know, like a demolition derby. And now you got 50-plus in TA2 at Coda. Uh, this, it's going good. Well, the, uh, the thing that we were very proud of at Music City was that, that it really wasn't a demolition derby, that we actually put <laughs> on the best show of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, everybody else that showed up there had red flags and <clears throat> caution after caution after caution and more red flags and people, you know. And so with us, we were a little bit worried about that. Uh, but when the guys, you know, came out there and put on their racing helmets, there was a brain inside of it and they had a really good race. And, uh, you know, I'm very, very proud of how that one came down. So one would think, um, uh, you know, with with fifty one cars on the grid for TA two <laughs> at Coda, that it could be like that, but hopefully it isn't. Hopefully, it's another great race. It's a combination of the national championship and the West Coast Championship combined for both series' uh, season finales. So to have fifty one TA two cars setting an all time record is pretty cool. Yeah. We're talking to John Claggett uh, over at the uh, Trans Am Series pre- presented by Pirelli. Uh, when I said, uh, yeah, I wasn't re- – I think – I can't remember who we had. We had one of your – it wasn't uh, the Skeen machine because he's normally our, our guy. It was somebody else who was a front runner. And, yeah, you guys weren't the demolition derby. I said demolition derby because of the weekend for, my God, IndyCar. I mean, oh, Jesus. You know, uh, uh, but he, he said, you know, coming over the bridge into that left-hander, that uh, left-hander at the end of the bridge – yeah, the, the driver we had on, I think it was Merrill anyway, said this thing could yeah. get really, 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 really ugly. And uh, it was for a little bit. But the good thing about Coda, because when I saw, what was it, I think it was 2019, I was there with, with uh, the Stevens Miller guys, there's lots of runoff. So even if it gets a little uh, argy-bargy, uh, mm-hmm. you don't end up over the fence in the river. So that, that'll be a good thing. What's What's really unique about Coda, and and I'm not a big fan of the place for really? cars, to be honest with okay. you, because All right. I there's not tremendous amount of opportunity for high horsepower racing there. It's 20 turns of finesse. Yes. But what I will say about it is that there are multiple ways around some of those <laughs> turn sequences that all equal out to be as fast as the other one. So you can have two or three race lines for some of those areas, and it does make for exciting racing. Just not what I think Trans Am machines are best at, which is, you know, I love to see our stuff at at high horsepower velocity places where you can see them at 180 miles an hour or 170, uh, like Music City. That that bridge was amazing to watch the cars come in and do that do that left turn, but. It's not that, but that's what makes a championship schedule. You know, all, all, all race tracks for different people and different strengths. So, kind of like a VIR, uh, 
Mr. Dyson. That place, talk about watching, uh, you know, 800 horsepower, fire-breathing beasts with no traction control and power steering and all that good stuff. Uh, oh, that VIR, is, 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 when I announced there for uh, uh, SRO now, but probably World Challenge back in the day, watching the cars come down the front stretch over that kind of dipping right-hander thing down into the real turn one, it was pretty breathtaking. I, 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 I wish I could see Trans Am cars there do the same thing because that's got to be a good show. Yeah, I, you know it's uh, I, that was a great event. There's a lot, you know. Road America is probably the the one that comes to mind as being the true test of speed because uh, there's multiple places for the cars to do it there. But you know, I to the point of all the cars that we have, I mean, to have a season finale where you have 76 cars coming to it, that ha- that's that's a rarity. I yeah. mean, no- normally, and in our case, we, we have all the championships basically wrapped up, and that's when people start looking at their, their budgets, how much money they've spent, their dreams have been broken for the year. But we still have 76 people coming to Coda, so it, it speaks to the relationship we have with the competitors, the competitors with themselves, uh, that they want to come to Coda and and have one more run at it. And I think you know some of it, maybe all of it, is attributed to the fact that the last year and a half has not been great for racing and dealing with COVID and. Uh, the fact that we got all of our races, well, with the exception of Canadian Tire, mm-hmm. I do have to remember that, that we got all of our races in with the exception of one. And that wasn't the case last year, uh, <laughs> you know, where we had seven race events uh, instead of a, a full championship schedule. So all in all, I think it has a little bit of that, uh, you know, with all the frustrations of, how much time they've lost in their race cars over the course of the last few years. But hopefully most of that has passed us and that we can show up at Seabrook next year in the Trans Am class with 18-inch tires and wheels <clears throat> going faster than they've ever gone <laughs> with a tire that's drivable, uh, very drivable. Um, and so I'm pretty excited about the future as well. Yeah, I had a long conversation with Joe Stevens the other day, and – you know the the enthusiasm. I mean, that guy. Like you say once we get him out of his uh, his uh, uh, you know once we get him to perk up a little bit, he'll be okay. Because he, he's uh, yeah. Joe's. I thought I talked a lot, uh, and I love the guy to death because um, you know I'm a huge fan of of your series and and had so much fun down there a couple of years ago. And Chris D- Dyson nailed it in the head. Predictable regular schedule. I know when I was a little kid, I'd leave Long Beach in '77 and I'll be circling circling the date for '78. Sprite Monterey Grand Prix for Can-Am cars. Leave, circle the date for next year. You know, so on. It's IndyCar weekend. And the, the fact that you put this schedule together is consistent. You dealt with COVID very well. People are starting to make it a destination. The the, the package, the TV and the streaming package is very good. The the competition is very good. Uh, it's just a real feel-good to Trans Am. And I, I agree with Chris. It's just a – well, he talked about BOP. I – I watched BOP do some bad things to some series I very much loved. Um, you know, it, it's just it is what it is. Let's just let, let's let the boys let let the let the fellows play as we like to say. As we wrap it up, though, 
I, I got to tell you, you're doing a great job. And now uh, you've got, you know, one of the top arguably racing schools in America or maybe in the world now is a Trans Am 2 driver program. Where that's going to be another feeder to you guys. You know, it, it could be 50, 60 cars at every race next year. Well, there's some more exciting stuff coming in the next week. Uh, a, a week from tonight, we'll be able to talk about some other things that are coming online. But one of them that I think all fans will be appreciative of is the subscription-based app is going away and uh, a Speed Tour TV app that allows for free streaming that everybody can go back to seeing Trans Am uh, on their mobile device free is coming for next year. So, That's great. But there's more than that. There's a oh, lot more I know. stuff coming in the next week and a half. Well, we'll, we'll uh, look forward to having you back on uh, maybe after the season ends and talk more about that. Yeah, Joe and I talked at great length about stuff. And then just to wrap it up real quick, uh, I mean, don't, you have a 15-year-old kid coming. Is that correct at Coda? You know, we've had uh, some 14 and 15-year-olds all season long, so I, I'm going to have to plead the fifth and say, I haven't studied the uh, entry list <laughs> in great detail for Coda. Yeah. I've been busy working on the year-end finale and our gala and all those things. So uh, I'll, I'll say, you know, you must be it, right. It could, so. Well, yeah, I mean, nothing comes out of my mouth as a truth. So don't really don't. I'm trying to sell you <laughs> something. Now. Don't uh, trust me. But I, I heard I hear this is uh, kind of a Gene Haas, Tony Stewart uh, protege, which pretty you get Tony Stewart behind you, you know. Oh my, oh, my God. Uh, John, yeah, it's always well. great to catch up with you. I'm going to get you a new uh, floppy fisherman's hat with a Ray Central brand on it for Christmas. How's that sound? All right. That sounds awesome. All right, buddy. Hey, it's pride. always good to talk to you. Have a great weekend. Have a happy Halloween and happy Thanksgiving. And we'll uh, we'll get you on to season end and talk about all this other new cool stuff coming. It's a Trans Am presented by Pirelli. Go TransAm.com on the web. And I think with the Radford School now with their TA2 program, Boy, oh boy, as a driver's uh, feeder, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, Katie Bar the door next year in Trans Am and Trans Am 2. John, have a great weekend.